Well, today we celebrate the feasts of uh, the feast of Saint Basil the Great and uh, Saint Gregory Nazianzus. And uh, these two uh, saints, these two bishops, are considered uh, two of the four most important doctors of the faith in terms of the East. Okay, so you've got East and West. Okay, the East is Greek, the West is Latin. And in the East, you've got four most important do- doctors of the doctors of the church, meaning teachers of the church. And then in the in the West, you've got the same thing. You've got another four. So as far as the East is concerned, Basil and Gregory are two of the four. So they're very very important saints. They uh, flourished in the fourth century, long time ago. This was the fourth century is kind of like a golden era for for the faith. Um, it had. It had been a small kind of entity. Um, Constantine came and was very providentially, very much a liberator of the church, and he kind of he opened up public space for Christianity, is what he did in effect. And uh, the net result was, you know, sometimes uh, people look back in a kind of a cynical way at the Constantinian era, and they say, well, you know, that's when Christianity got watered down or something. Uh, I don't know if you really understand that era and you look at the faith of the people at that time. It didn't see, it's not watered down. Uh, it was really um, a kind of a golden era, and it flourished big time in terms of numbers. So the numbers of Christi- Christians in the Roman Empire grew huge, huge amount. So it went from maybe about, you know, before Constantine, say around the year 310 or so, you t- you're talking about 15% of the empire was Christian. Uh, but by the year 380, probably like 80% of the empire was Christian. So just within that short amount of time, it was a huge, huge explosion of the church, and tons of churches were built, and all. It was really kind of a golden era. Uh, but it was not. Um, it was not free of trouble. There were many, many doctrinal troubles uh, that were plaguing the church at that time. This is the era of the Council of Nicaea and the Council of Constantinople. Uh, the two first most important church councils, universal church councils in, in the history of the church. And um, there were lots of heresies or false teachings being spread around about the nature of Jesus Christ and his relationship to God the Father. And uh, Basil was a champion. St. Basil was a champion. So was Gregory Nazianzus. So that's kind of how they're known okay, in the history of the church and why they're the doctors of the church because they defended the deity of Jesus Christ against false teachings of their day. They did it in a very heroic manner at the cost of their, at the risk of their lives too because religion and politics were very much intermingled and you could die for your religious beliefs very easily at that time. So uh, that's kind of how they're known. But today though, what I'd like to focus on, something that uh, just makes me, I want to give a more extensive homily on this at some point, you know, kind of develop it over the years. St. Basil's family lineage is very fascinating. Um, He has a brother who's also a saint, Gregory of Nyssa. And uh, then they have St. Macrina, who is their sister. And they came from a big family of, I think it was nine or ten children. And uh, they have a long family lineage of really of holy people going back. And so there were periodic persecutions of the Roman Empire against the Christians throughout the course of the first 300 years of the church. And uh, you trace back the lineage of Basil and his, he's got his grandparents and his great-grandparents and his great-great-grandparents were, you know, they would do things like during the persecutions, they would go out into the desert and live completely in the desert 
to to escape the persecution. Um, and so this is how I tie it into our gospel text today. We see St. John the Baptist. John the Baptist also coming from a family of saints, his mother and his father, St. Elizabeth and uh, um, Zechariah, and uh, I'm sure their ancestors as well. You know, in uh, American evangelicalism, there's a kind of a romantic, um, what do you want to call it? I don't know, paradigm or something like that, spirituality, where it's kind of like you got to be a really great sinner. You know, like you live a horrendously sinful life, and then you find Jesus, and then you know you're totally you're totally different, and you transform your life, and it's a great glory to God. Now that does happen, of course. God's grace can do that, but really, you know, the the Catholic the Catholic way is that saints produce saints. Saints come from saintly families. Okay, that's really the Catholic way, and the historical Christian way. Um, it's not we live like a bunch of you know, heathen, and then suddenly, you know, we, the, the light dawns on us and we find Jesus and we change our lives. Virtue is a difficult thing. It takes an entire life of discipline and development, okay? And it doesn't happen like that overnight. So saints produce saints, and that's kind of maybe the theme for today. So uh, when we look at the lives of St. John the Baptist um, and St. Basil and their family, uh, and how their families really were saintly families and they produced saints. Let's reflect on our own families and say, you know, are we saints producing saints? Let's look at our children and our grandchildren. Are we uh, living up to the faith and then making sure that the future generations are doing the same? Are we trying to be saints and then are we trying to produce saints? Um, so saints produce saints. Saints come from saintly families. And that's my, my message for today. And uh, through the prayers of St. Basil and St. Gregory, uh, Nazianzus, may it be so for us.